Amen. Amen.
in and can cover you and you can be in a different state, amen. We're also this year looking to develop lighthouses. Lighthouses are extension of Azusa House, amen. You can be in another state, amen, and yet be a part of us, amen, conducting Bible study, drawing people from your community, amen. So, uh, I, I have to digress just a little bit right now, please allow me. Uh, last week, we, uh, Pastor Christine gave a, uh, old spill of grief shit. Amen. This year, just today, uh, Chaplain Daniel, I, I mentioned to her about coming along and giving us a two-minute spill of her ministry. Amen. That's what she's doing. Amen. And, uh, which is very powerful. She ministers to the veterans, especially the female veterans. She has an exercise ministry. And all, Chaplain Daniel, give us an overview, please. All right, Pastor, I'm trying to get the Facebook Live up, but if you all can see me and hear me, I'll keep talking while I'm working on it. So um, my, my five-fold ministry is teaching, and within that five-fold ministry, I've taken on the ministry of health and wellness. Under the, um, under the title of Chaplain, which is very similar to a pastor. However, the pastor, as you all know, concentrates mainly on the on the congregation, okay? So on the congregation and within the local church. The chaplain then takes it outside of the church and then I focus more on the, the institutions, more so like pastor said, the military, the sick and shut-in and even the prisons. Okay, so right now during COVID, I can't really go into the hospitals, but I will let you know that as far as the veterans are concerned, they are receiving our information for all of our, all of our services, as well as our grief share ministry. So um, within, with that being said, I also have started uh, sending um, prayer and, and grief share information to three prisons one in D.C., one in Maryland, and one in Florida. So our prison ministry is expanding as well. But under the option of the health and wellness, I've taken on another title as being an ambassador for two nonprofits. One nonprofit, um, as you all, uh, some of you participated with me in, was the Revelation Wellness. And within that nonprofit, uh, let me give you a definition for an ambassador. And it's authorized representative or messenger of the Bible, God says. And that's taken from Proverbs 13 and 17. A wicked me a messenger falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Amen. So with that being said, as uh, as God's children, we're called to proclaim his name in all the earth. So under Revelation Wellness, we are deemed to and set as wellness ambassadors in the authority given to us by God to teach and proclaim health and wholeness to a specific impoverished community, which means we select the communities that we serve. So as an ambassador that loves God and loves people through the gift of fitness is where I am through health and wellness. So therefore I am deemed a fitness teacher, gospel preacher, which means under the uh, under the auspice of Revelation Wellness, as I teach fitness classes, that gives me a door to not be afraid or not hold back on sharing the word of God. So in sharing the word of God with that message, as even we shared with the global ministries yesterday, we have young ladies all over the world, some in London, some in the UK, some in Africa, and I could go on and on. But mainly in Miami, when we talked about that gateway or that portal in Miami, we have young ladies there that are ministering to those under the uh, under the umbrella of an ambassador with Revelation Wellness that are ministering to like sex trafficking, ministering to young ladies to build their self-esteem. And they think, like you all did when you joined me, right? We're just coming in for a fitness class because I'll say join me for fitness under health and wellness. But under this nonprofit, I am allowed and the doors not shut to pray over them, to share the word of God over them, to open the Bible and share a scripture 
scripture be, while enduring the, the fitness class. And if I go to a lot of other for-profit industries, I'm not allowed to do that. They'll say you can't share the word of God. So then I'll get segue into the other nonprofit that um, also has given me the platform on Facebook where I share the yoga class. So the veteran yoga, um, the veteran yoga project is also unique in that because it is deemed for veterans, then guess what? I do not have to use the yogi sanskrit so i do not have to and no offense to the hinduism or the 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 the, the teachings of yoga i can use layman terms which is what they would prefer for us to use because all veterans are not yogis so therefore i can use the layman terms to help us stretch and and help us you know build our muscle but the main thing that it does is it helps veterans with their PTSD, with stress, with TBI. So the practice is known to help us use every muscle that we have, but to heal our brain through strength training and meditation. And if my two minutes are up, I apologize, but hope you got it all. So that's it in a nutshell. Thank you so much, Pastor. So, Pastor, before you share going to your word, would you like to... um? For me to read the scripture. Yes. Okay. All right. So if you all don't mind, as I as Pastor ushers in his word for the day, the spoken word, I'd like you all to join me in John, St. John, uh, chapter 6, verses 60 through 68. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. And it reads, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was therefore? It is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh, Profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, then they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew when the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Yes. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Pastor, if you would, when you're ready, give me your title so that I can share it on Facebook. Thank you. Amen. 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 We are, we are grateful and we are thankful for this time. And we thank God for that word. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, thy strength and thy redeeming. Amen. Amen. We want to share with you today. And my, I have one word. Amen. My, to leave with you, and that's commitment. Amen. That is my subject. Commitment. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Today, and uh, I want you to think about that word and what do it mean to you? Amen. To be to to have a commitment and to be committed. Amen. Amen. To to have such an obligation. Amen. Then a commitment. Amen. Uh, you can take notes. I, I encourage you to. Amen. The commitment is a relationship. Relationship is an interpersonal relationship based upon agreed upon commitment. Understand that. A commitment 
say it again, an interpersonal relationship based upon agreed upon commitment. That have to be two, amen, people involved, amen, to, to one another. We're committing one to another, amen, that we're going to be here for each other, amen. We are committed to one another, amen. We are, we are there for one another, amen, just as there's a marriage, Amen. Style as a marriage. Amen. That that a uh, husband and a wife they are committed to one another. Amen. And just as we are in Christ, we are in a marriage. We are in a relationship with Christ. Somebody. Amen. Amen. With one another, and that's so important that we're not we're not separate, but we're with one another. You and I are one. Amen. The word of God said, Jesus said, Father, just as you and I are one, make them one with us. Amen. An interpersonal relationship based upon agreed upon Agreed upon commitment. What are you agreeing to? Take note. What are you agreeing to when you come to Christ? What are you agreeing to? It's a covenant that is being established where we have to come to an agreement in order to make that commitment to one another, involving love, involving love, amen, love, and every commitment, and that marriage relationship, that commitment is to love one another, unconditional love, through the good, the bad, even the ugly, amen. And that's when you're going to really have to rely on God. God, help me to love in spite of. In spite of, yes. Unconditional love. Trust. You're going to have to be able to trust. God, I trust you. Yes. I trust you. I'm committed to you. Trust. Do you know trust is a very powerful word? Because once that trust is broken, it's hard to repair the Amen. breach. But when we're in a committed relationship, we are to, to be committed. Love, trust, honesty, God. Here I am, Lord. To be honest, to be honest with yourself, honest with your partner, honest yeah. with God. Yeah. There's nothing hidden from God, so you might as well come clean or stay away nasty. Amen. Openness in that committed relationship, and I use the word openness, it does not mean in a way of open to any and everything that goes on, and, and you can do what you want to do, and you can do like you want to do. I'm not considering the other. Open relationship. No, we're not talking about open relationships. Because you let, you let the devil ride, he'll want to drive. You cannot let, you cannot bring everybody into that relationship. You cannot commit to everything and everybody and anybody. 
Not when you're serving God. You are committed. And some other behavior. Forms a relationship include close friendship. All right. When you are committed to one another, you are willing to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And a friend will tell you the truth if you're in a serious commitment. They will be there to help build you up, help to encourage you, help to strengthen you. Friendship. You know, in life, you can just not count your real friends, your true friends on one hand. Friendship. Not only that, in that commitment, we sing a song. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Are you a friend of God? Is he a friend of yours? Are you? Not only that, but but a long-term relationship. When you're in a commitment, you are in a long-term relationship. An engagement, a marriage, and civic union. Sharing this part with you. Because it's so important to understand that one word. Amen. Commitment. I have three questions to put out to you, and I want you to ponder them as I begin, as I begin to share. How faithful are you? Only you know. And when I say how faithful are you, I mean how faithful are you to God? How dedicated are you? This is my commitment now. How strong is your commitment? Oh, are you what are you gonna walk away too? When things get hard? How strong is your relationship? All right, let's go to the book of Numbers, the second chapter. And you got it? Say amen. Let me finish sharing this part with you. Being committed means that you are open to making the necessary adjustments. Being committed means that you are willing, that you are willing to make the necessary adjustment. You are willing. You are saying that in this commitment I'm making, I'm willing to hear your heart. I'm willing to give of myself in that marriage. In that relationship, we're willing to give ourselves. Are we willing to give ourselves to God? Our our relationship with God is a marriage. We're willing to make the adjustments. Be willing, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Just to make your partner happy. To make God happy, you're willing to surrender. Amen. Being committed means that you are willing to make a few compromises here and there for the sake of the relationship. How strong is your relationship? 
How deep is your love? Oh, come on, somebody. Having to connect to the idea of both the self and the relationship. Let's go to Numbers, the 30th chapter, the second verse. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, okay? That's why many times, we, even when we get ready to baptize people, and we ask them how long do they intend to serve God, some say, until all the days of their life. Amen. Even in a marriage uh, union, amen, nobody married to get divorced. It happens, but God is yet married to the backslider. Oh, come on, somebody. To make a vow unto the Lord. Think about the vow that you made to God. God, I am willing to serve you. God, I live. And for God, I die. God, I want all of you. God, I surrender. I commit my life into your hands. It says, a vow unto the Lord. We're making vows unto the Lord. We have to take in consideration the commitment that we are making here. I swear an oath. I swear an oath. If you have to enter into a covenant, you have entered into a committed relationship with God. You have said that God, I surrender my all. God, I give my all. God, I want you. Amen. Listen. An oath to bind. That's a binding. That's a binding. That, 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 that's a legal and spiritual binding. When we enter into that commitment with God, we are saying, for God I live and for God I die. And we're saying that for he is the bishop of my soul. We're saying that he is the king of my life. We're saying that I am committed. I am totally. I give myself away. Amen. A binding. A togetherness. A, a bringing together of one. The binding of his soul. And we ought to hear people come out. They're looking for their soulmate. There's no greater, greater soulmate than Jesus. Amen. With a bond. In that relationship, there's a binding first, and then there's come makes a bond. Amen. What makes a bond is like a person, a woman, after she had a child, she bonds with that child. When you come into Christ, you bond with him. Amen. It's binding by the words that you speak unto him, and your action shows that you're binding with him. He should not break his word. Your word is your bond. Amen. Your word is your bond. And so we have to be careful of the vow that we make. To God. God, I never leave you. God, I never forsake you. Peter said it. And at the same time, 
He cursed God. He lied. Sometimes you have good intentions. But sometimes good intentions are not good enough. You have to have a serious commitment with God. It should be according to all that proceedings out of the mouth of God. How deep is your commitment? Where is your commitment when it comes to God? Where is it? Let's go to the book of Luke, the ninth chapter. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to God. Luke 9, 59. Hallelujah. Luke 9, 59. And it says, then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Where's your commitment? Where's your legion? To God. We make all types of excuses. Amen. That because we want to, we're not committed. We're choosing to do other things. Hallelujah. I'm going to get down to the 62. And it says, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who, who are at my home. house. And Jesus said to him, listen to this. Where's your commitment? No one I'll put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Where is your commitment? Where is your legion? Amen. You, you said, God, I will do this. God, I will live for you. But the Bible said, if you look back, you're not even fit. You begin to wonder about your commitment that you made. Are you really committed when it comes to the things of God? Are you really committed for the long term? Are you really committed? The disciples in John 6th chapter, they were committed to a certain degree. Many of them walked away. And Jesus had to ask them the question, will you also lead me? It's like a marriage. We give of ourselves to God within the relationship, within the marriage. We're willing to, to go the distance. We're ready. We love you, God. We surrender our lives to you, God. God, we want you more than we want anything else. In that marriage, it's not about you. It's about the other, the spouse. It's about God. God, what do you want? Yes. Oftentimes we want this and we want that. And yeah. when we don't get what we want, and that's one thing about a relationship and about a marriage is that many people get married because they just to get their needs back. Mm -hmm. And they're not even worrying about the other person, but it's about what they want. And when it's not what they they want, then they're ready to walk away. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to surrender. It's all about them. Oh, Lord. Jesus. 
spirit when they come to Christ. We are the bride and he's the groom. We are to be yoked together. We are to be united in Christ. Hello, somebody. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Where is your commitment? How deep is your love? How dedicated are you? We say one thing, but we do a different. Jesus said, Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say to you? You in a relationship with me. I'm in a relationship with you. Yeah. And you can't have it your way. Mm. Because it's not about you. It's about the will of God. Concerning you. Oh, glory to God. Yeah. Mm. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Book of Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Commitment. Think about it. Are you committed? Are you committed? Are you half in or half out? If you are, you're not truly committed. You're not totally committed. You're either in or out. This is not like you do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. You either for him or you against him. And your action tells the story. The life that you live tells the story. Just how committed you are. Yeah. Jesus was totally committed. All the way to the cross of Calvary. He gave his all. We should give our all yes. to Christ. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. And thou shalt love. Listen here. And thou shalt love the Lord. And when you in that commitment, you are to love the Lord thy God. I'm not talking about this flaky love. I love you today and tomorrow I don't know. You offended me. Now I don't know whether I love you now. But you are to love the Lord. That puts you in a covenant. Remember the covenant that you are in. They agree upon covenant. I promise to love you mm -hmm. and to cherish you mm -hmm. for sickness and for health, for better and for worse, for richer or for poor. Where's your commitment? Mm -hmm. Until death do us part. Where's your love? How deep is your love? You're going to need the love of God in your commitment because everything is not going to go your way. Everything is not going to happen like you want it to happen. Amen. But you yet got to love. You got to love in spite of. Mm -hmm. Where's your commitment? Love the Lord, thy God. I'm going to love you no matter what. I love the Lord. Not just because, not just because the, what he does for me. I love him. If he don't heal me, I still love him. I love him. In spite of my circumstances, 
to me within that commitment within that relationship when I say with all of my heart I am saying also as within those vows married vows and they tell us and they say and forsaking all other oh somebody didn't catch that <laughs> and forsaking all other there's no party this relationship between you and I is not between the mama daddy is not between cousin and nephew is not between this person and that person within that marriage if there's issues we learn to work it out we learn to work it out we learn to provoke it to love Hey, because we committed, we love each other. Forsaking all other. We made a vow to each other. And with all thy soul, that's the word all. That's, that's so important that we have to realize that within our relationship with God, amen, is not about us. We got to know that God has our best interest at heart. We got to know that God is yet working the wheel in the doing us for his good pleasure, amen. We have to realize some things in our life are not pleasure that we're going through. Hey! that we're going through, that we endure, amen, within that relationship. It doesn't always feel good. But when God is working the wheel and the doing you for his good pleasure, you heard what I just said? For his yes. good pleasure. It's not about mm -hmm. you. You, you, you. I know you want it good all the time. You don't want to do nothing. You don't want to endure nothing. You want your cake and eat it too. You want it your way. But it's not about you when you're in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Your commitment is to God. For his good pleasure. What God is bringing you through is not about you. I know it's, it's grievous sometimes, but it's about his good pleasure because he working a work in you. Amen. I like that. I don't know about you. I, I, I like that. And with all, oh my God, there's that word again. All. We're committed. We're putting our all. A L L. 
I'm going to even say capital A-L-L, all. They used to sing a song, Lord, I'm running, trying to make 199 and a half on you. You got to give it your all. If you in Christ, you got to give it your all. If you love the Lord, you got to give him your all. All to Jesus, I surrender all. All thy might. Listen now. He said, with all thy might. That's saying that I'm going to give it all I got. And when you then gave it all of you got, that's when the Lord comes in and he empowers you to go the extra mile. Go the distance. When you're ready to throw in the towel, but you're ready to walk away, you're ready to give up. Now you're taking too long. With all of my might, I'm going to hold on. With all of my might, I'm going to hold the line. With all of my might, I'm not going to turn back. With all of my might, I'm going to love him. Your works 
unto the Lord. Commit your works unto the Lord. First of all, he said, lean not upon our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. One writer said, unto the Lord. What are you saying there? You're going to submit in the relationship. You're going to submit in the relationship that you're committed in. And you're going to learn to trust him. Trust Jesus in this committed relationship. And our thoughts should be established. If you commit your works unto the Lord and the thoughts shall be established. Amen. When you learn to trust him in the relationship, the relationship calls for trust. Amen. You have to trust God. You have to believe God. You have to know that God got your back. You are in a committed. God is not a man that he shall lie, neither the son of man shall he repent. If God is committed to you, he is committed to you all the way. Amen. All right. Let's look at the book of John, going back to our scripture. Hallelujah. Amen. John. The book of John. I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope God's word is speaking to you. I welcome. Praise the Lord. Pastor David and Ziba from Nigeria. They're online with us. God bless you. Hallelujah. We love you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. We are to be Hallelujah. committed. We are to be committed. Where is your commitment? How deep is your love? How far are you willing to go? How far? Amen. Going to, Amen. Going to the book of John. Like, let me go at the 61st verse. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? There are some things offending you. The reason you're ready to walk away, the reason you are not willing to submit because something offended you, you are complaining, you are murmuring, and God tells you not to complain. He tells you not to murmur. He tells you in all things and give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. You're in a relationship. What then, if you should be, if you should see the Son of a man ascend there he was before, going to 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah. Amen. But there are some of you, listen here, after all what God has told them, even the commitment that God has for them, amen, they were not willing to stay the course. They're not willing to hold the line, amen. They're not willing to surrender their all. They're not willing to give up their all, amen. They don't even believe. But there are some of you who do not believe. But Jesus knew from the beginning. For they were, they were who did not believe and who would betray him. Jesus knew that you, when he told us to forsake not the self, ourselves to assemble together. 